0: Today, we're going to continue talking a little bit about what Jeremiah's been talking about. Uh, he covered belong. He covered believe last week. And we're going to take another portion of believe today. And so we're going to dive into a little bit more of believing. But today, we're going to talk about believing God's plan. Here it is. God's plan for your life. I'm going to tell you what it is today. Anybody ever wondered what's God's plan for my life? I am going to tell you. God's. I've been praying about it all week. I pulled out every roster, and I went through every name. And I said, God, what's a plan for that person's life? And he told me. And it's weird. I mean, me and God just had this connection this week. And, and so God gave me the plan for every one of your lives. So it's good news today. You came to church, and you're going to find out what God's plan is for you. So praise the Lord. It's a great Sunday to be here. But, the, uh, but, but as we talk about that, we want to believe it, right? Belief is a big deal. Sometimes things are hard to believe. You ever met somebody... That just lies all the time. Y'all know those people like they want to impress you and so they make up these big lies and uh, they just dream this stuff up. Y'all know people like that? I know a lot of people like that. The, uh, this past weekend I was on my way home from Arkansas and uh, I was at the toll booth and I was paying the toll up on the beltway and uh, this dude goes, bam, just slams right into the back of my van. My kids are in the van. I got a one and two year old. She turns three December 22nd, so this month. So she's almost three, a little girl named McKenna. And uh, yeah, yeah, praise the Lord, she's not in here, so I'll tell her you clap for her. The, uh, she wouldn't understand. But, but McKenna's about to turn three, Parker, he's just one and just stinking huge. And uh, yeah, see my van? You, well, you can't see it real well. It's kind of hard because we don't have good lights in here. But, but that's my van. I marked out my license plate so that none of y'all would steal my identity. But, the, uh, but my, my, this guy, we're sitting there. I'm like handing the lady my money, and this dude drives into the back of my van. And then he jumps out of his car, and he's like, I got insurance. I got insurance. And he's like freaking out. And I was like, okay, man, calm down. And, uh, and so he jumps out of his car, and the first story he tells me was this. He goes, my throttle was stuck. Well, then how did it stop? That's my second question. If your throttle's stuck, then why is your... Car and park now. It doesn't make sense. You're an idiot. And so the next question was he goes, Well, I was stopped, but then I thought you took off, so I took off. I'm thinking, Dude, you're about to pay the toll. So it's not like you floor it when you take off. Now, some of you do. I've seen some of you drive out of the parking lot. And, but it's not like you floor it and you take off and then you slam on your brakes and pay the toll. That's, that's not how toll booth works. Okay, you just glide right up, and you hand the lady a dollar twenty-five, and you keep on going. Then you floor it, and catch up with the speed of traffic, but not to get to the lady or the next car in line. And so she slammed into the back of my van. Jeremiah had to drive out and come pick us up, and it was just a mess. I, I don't have a van today, so if any of y'all have a minivan, yeah, I drive a minivan. If you want to make fun of me later, I'll kick your butt. The uh, I'm just kidding. I really couldn't kick half of your tails, but you know what? I can talk like I can, and uh, and, and but. But, the, but I do drive a little, well, my wife drives it, really. And uh, I drive a Honda, and so, a uh, cord. And but, but, so this guy, he's telling me all these stories. And, you know, quite honestly, I don't believe him today. And I meet a lot of people that lie to me all the time. I mean, they just lie. Some people want to impress you. Like some people might come up, some of your friends, or you got this student at your school and he'll come up and he knows you're pretty popular at school or this or that. So he's going to lie. He's just going to be, he's going to talk about all this stuff and he's going to lie. And it's hard to believe those people. Belief is a big deal and belief is sometimes hard to grasp and hard to understand. But today, when I talk to you, I really want you to understand that God does have a plan for your life. And you've got to believe God's plan for your life. And you've got to understand that God does have a plan. He has a plan for 210 student ministries. He has a plan for you. He has a plan He wants you to accomplish. And I think God's plan for your life is this. I think there's two things. Here's the two things. To know God. That's one thing God wants for your life. Is to know Him and to make Him known. That's it. Y'all can go home. Thanks for coming. Just kidding. Not really. Yeah, but, but that's it. I just gave it to you to know God and to make Him known. So let's cover point number one, to know God. Now, knowing someone and being an acquaintance with someone is quite different, isn't it? Let me do an illustration. Tyler, let me get you and Amy. Y'all come up here and help me. The, uh, y'all give Tyler and Amy a hand. Beautiful little couple. Real sweet. Two good-looking people. The uh, I'm sorry i got to put you on stage with me. It'll hurt your looks. The... Uh, But y'all come on up—not hers, but I'm just sorry. (laughs) The uh, that also y'all know they've been dating for seven months. Seven months. Seven months—a long relationship, right here. Yeah. Seven months. They just had their seven-month anniversary, right? No. No. It's coming. Oh, it's coming. Uh You just had your birthday. Yes. And Tyler's real sweet, like he's planning all this romantic stuff. Thank you. Thank you. He's real sweet. (laughs) He's just really a sweet guy. The but, you know, if I was going to ask Tyler, do you really know Amy? I mean, does, does he really know her? <laughs> not like, you know what I'm saying, not like, you know, but, but does, he really, does he really know her? Like, does he know things about her? And so we're going to find out. I, I, <laughs> just going to find out if he knows. It's like the newlywed game. And we're going to see if they're dating after this morning. Uh Mike, go home and break up. I, that's not my problem. We'll announce, it the, uh, we'll announce next Sunday if they're still dating. The, uh, so let's just let's just find out. Does this mic work? Uh, yeah, yep. works. It does. All right. That way y'all can talk. Y'all can like share that mic because you're dating. The, uh, so Tyler, let me ask you some questions, and Amy, you just tell me if they're true. Okay. What's her middle name? Lee. Lee. Lee's right. That's my middle name too. Yeah. But mine's L-E-E. That's cool. Lee, what's her favorite color? Green. Green, yeah. (laughs) What's her favorite restaurant? Taste of Texas. Uh Taste of Texas, yeah. What's her favorite thing to get at Taste of Texas? We haven't been there yet. So So Tyler's a little cheap. The uh, yeah, <laughs> uh <takes laughs> her to chilies. Chilies and Chick-fil-A. That's where they're going on the seven month anniversary, Chick-fil-A, so if y'all wanna meet them there. Value the, size, uh, we value size it. Value size, yeah. So it's it's a special. That's a The move. uh <laughs> what is uh what's some other questions? What do you all want to know about her? Oh, my what is whoa, whoa, her whoa. mother's maiden name? Oh, it's one with a B in it. Yeah, it is. Starts with a B? I'm thinking of Prison Break Bellic. That's not right. <laughs> Prison Break? Uh, that's a TV show. Yeah, no. I know. Bellic. What I was thinking? Baker? Burleson. 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 But that's close. That's pretty good. That stars, that's, that's pretty impressive. They're just I'm dating. Price. I hardly know my wife's mother's maiden name. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I know. Kirchner. I know. The, uh, what's your favorite Starbucks drink? Mine? No, hers. Well, I don't like Starbucks. Uh, you don't like Starbucks. Caramel either Wrap. Chino thing, uh-huh. caramel or frappuccino thing with extra caramel. With extra caramel, you forgot the extra caramel, which is a big deal it if you get weird. that, because you know yeah. the flavors over there. The, uh, what is her favorite TV show? Uh, Grey's Anatomy or Lost? Maybe? Uh-huh. Grey's Anatomy or Lost? How many of y'all like Grey's Anatomy? Love <laughs> it. It's all girls. Do you notice that? The uh, <laughs> how many of you like Lost? Anybody watch that? I didn't even know that was still on. January, coming back. It's coming back in January. Counting as long as this or strike is not still on, it'll come back. If it's but, still on, it's right. done. Right. The, uh, here's the deal. How <laughs> many of you feel like you could answer questions about Amy? I could. <laughs> <laughs> you think, no, because I've already asked them all. The, uh, but a lot of you know Amy. You've either seen her up here leading worship or you've, you've hung out with her, uh, with Tyler, or you've just, I mean, she's here almost every Sunday, so you've gotten to know her, or you've been at a table with her. Or, so she would be an acquaintance to you, and you, you would have maybe a small relationship with her, but more of just a real superficial deal, right? But Tyler knows her. He knows her. It's kind of his job. I mean, they are dating. But he knows her. He knows things about her that we would not know. You know, I could ask him some real personal questions, and he probably wouldn't answer them, but he would probably know them, you know, and, and it, there's, there's something different about his relationship with her than my relationship with her, I couldn't answer to any of those questions, I wouldn't know them, and, and it's not because I don't know her, she has been in my house with Tyler, and they've hung out, and hung out with my kids, and done things like that but that doesn't mean I know her it means I, I know who she is and I haven't got to know her well yet I mean, we've only been hanging out for like two and a half months because that's all I've lived in Katy, Texas but, I've, but, but I have an acquaintance with her but Tyler has a relationship with her it's a big difference big difference y'all give him a hand y'all can have a seat sure. let it go man hey somebody buy dinner at Taste of Texas one of y'all take me you guys one of you can afford to take them out to eat so, the, uh, yeah, y'all, y'all take them out to eat, man. Get the, get the girls some good food away from Chick-fil-A. The, uh, but here's the deal, students. There's a big difference between a relationship and an acquaintance. And if our job, if God's, what God's plan for us is to know Him, listen to this, is to know God. For us to know him, for us to be intimate with a living God, a God who cares about us, a God who wants to know us. Listen, that God, part of your plan in life is to know him, to have a relationship with him the same way that Tyler would know Amy. Listen, it's the same way you should know your God except on a whole different level. We should know God. It's God's plan for you is to have a relationship with him. That relationship begins by you praying a prayer and asking Jesus Christ to come into your life. All of you know, many of you know, here on Sunday morning, some of you might be visitors, and this might be the first time you've been in church in a long time, but 99% of this crowd, you understand what a relationship with Jesus is. That doesn't mean you have a relationship with Jesus, but you understand what it is. And it's beginning steps to knowing God, but knowing God does not stop there. Many of you have been baptized. Baptism is the first step. If you haven't been baptized, you need to get baptized, and you've been saved, but salvation happens, then baptism. Some people get baptized before they're saved. Well, you messed it up. Then you just got wet. You know, you just took a bath. We should have gave you soap. And and so you, you mess it up. It's unbiblical. It's not the way God's Word intended it. Baptism follows salvation. It's not, you don't have to be baptized to be saved, but once you're saved, the first step of obedience is baptism. That's a step of growth to knowing God. But then let me get a little more practical with you. Knowing God, I watch how you know God, and, you're, and people watch how you know God through how you worship. Worship. Corporate worship. How do we worship? It doesn't mean your hands have to be lifted high. It doesn't mean you have to be on your face crying out to God every time the guitar starts to play. I mean, every time, you know, Tyler starts strumming the guitar, you don't have to be, oh, I just God. You don't have to do that. That doesn't mean that you know God better than I do, but how you worship. You see, a lot of times in our culture today, we can't put a cell phone down. In time to worship because we got to send a few text messages. It's personal, isn't it? I bet a lot of you have been, some of you are probably texting right now. And you feel bad. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? You can't put your cell phone down in time just to worship God and to get to know Him better. You're just too busy. Man, your lives, y'all are just way too busy. I mean, you got too much going on. And I say that a little bit tongue-in-cheek. But I know you're busy. I know you got a lot of things. I know your extracurricular activities. Do you know God? Are you taking time to know God? How about in worship? Are you worshiping God to the fullest? Other ways to know God. Many of you have jobs. Let me ask you this. How many of you give 10% of the money you get back to God and tithe it back to your church? You don't have to raise your hand. But you give it back to God. It's a way to worship God. It's a way to begin to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. It's knowing God. Now, you might be thinking, man, we're just teenagers. We're not supposed to tithe yet. Man, that's like my parents' job. No, that's a believer's job. Now, I'm not this morning on giving or anything like that. But it's a way to experience knowing God. Spending time with God. I'm not going to challenge you to have alone time with God or quiet time with God because it doesn't need to be quiet. But alone time with God. Spending time with God. How many times do you sit down and you get out of your busy schedule just to spend time with God? Now, I would imagine I've done this. I make the same mistakes you guys make, students. As much as I'm preaching to you, I'm preaching to me. You ask any adult around your table today, and they'll say it's just for them, just as much. Because a lot of times, I'll be spending time with God. I read the one-year Bible every single day. Actually, I get it online. You can go to like oneyearbibleonline.com and they'll pull you up that day. It takes me 10 minutes to read it, and I journal in it and all, all kinds of different deals. But, but that's what I do to spend time with God every day. A lot of times when I'm spending time with God, again, my cell phone's sitting right next to me. What if it rings? What if Jeremiah calls me during that or sends me a text? Hey, you want some Starbucks? You know what? I'm going to set God aside for a moment. I'm just being honest with you. This is what Brian Mills probably would do. I'd set God aside for a moment. And it's kind of like saying, hey, hang on a minute, God. It's like when you put somebody on hold that you you see your your phone ringing on the other end. You put ignore, but most of you don't hit ignore. You put hold or switch and, hey, hang on just a second, sin. Hey, hey, hang on just a second, sin. You got like 12 people you're talking to on one line. And it's confusing, but a lot of times you're spending time with God and you would rather answer somebody else than spend time with God. You get it? I do the same thing you do. But the challenge to us today is this: to know God. How are you doing in knowing God? Listen to this verse. 1 John 2, 3 through 6. First John chapter 2, verses 3 through verses 6. Here's what they say. We know that we have come to know him if we obey his commands, obedience. The man who says, the man who says, I know him. But does not, I love this verse. This is great. You're going to love this. Pretty straightforward. The man who says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar. I mean, that's kind of intense, isn't it? I mean, God's just straight up calling us a liar. And the truth is not in him. But if anyone obeys his word, God's love is truly made complete in him. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must walk as Jesus did. Listen, I'm going to move on. Do you, are you taking time in your life to know God? Spend time with God, be intimate. With a God in your private time where you truly know you're growing in your faith. Listen, you cannot just sit here and drink milk and milk and milk week after week listen to incredible teaching by Jeremiah or teaching by myself or teaching from anybody else or teaching in your home group starting for collision groups that that are about to begin. And man, you're gaining stuff and you're growing in them and you're maturing in them. But what are you doing to know God in your private time? Let's move on. To know God, last thing. To make him known. Making God known. Now, a lot of times we don't like making other people known. Why? Because we're selfish. Anybody in here selfish? Everybody raise your hand because we're all selfish. One day you'll realize that I'm selfish just like you. If you want to know how selfish you are, you want to know how selfish I am, ask my wife she can tell you that I'm very, very selfish. We're all selfish. And if you don't think you're selfish, you come talk to me later, and I'll prove to you you're selfish in two seconds, because I'll ask you to do ten things that you don't want to do. And you'll be like, I don't have time to do that. I know, because you're selfish. You're worried about your time and not my time. You get the point? I mean, it's kind of stupid, but you get it. Okay? We're, we're all selfish people. We don't like making others known. We, we don't like doing that. And, and we, we, we just have that selfish tendency. It would be like if I gave away my phone. I carry this, this iPhone here, and you who came to Big Wednesday, you thought I actually gave away my iPhone. And, uh, and, and But I, I carry the iPhone, and if I wanted to give away this phone, and, and I was going to give it to one of you, how many of you would receive this phone, then stand up and say, I want to give this to somebody else? I'm just telling you, I wouldn't do it. You, you, you give it to me. I'm keeping it. I'll put it on eBay and sell it. Make 500 bucks. Listen, I, I, I'm not going to do it. You're not going to do it. You know why? Because we're selfish. We don't like making people known. What about in your school? Do we like making God known in your school? I mean, you think about it, students. Let's just get real, real practical. All right? Real, real practical. You think about it. How about in the locker room? Or how about in, in the, when you're hanging out with the cheerleaders or the dance squad or the band team or football or basketball or at the cafeteria table or this or that, soccer, whatever extracurricular student council or FCA or wherever you are in your extracurricular activity, many of you are probably in hundreds of them all scattered across this room. In your activity, is God known and do those in that area know that you know God? Because you're making him known. I asked the J Wednesday night, would students come to you if they had a problem? I remember my junior year in uh, in high school. How many of you are in your junior year. I remember my junior year in high school. I'm sitting in biology class dissecting a frog, and uh, it's really weird and it's really cool. And you know, you're like messing with the girls and stuff. And uh, we're, I'm sitting on the front row, and I'm not like the front row kid. It's just like the last seat in the class, and uh, and. Sitting on the front row, and we had tables. Just big, big table, little square. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You go to school. The, uh, and so we're sitting at a table. My, my friend next to me, he, he was sitting there. I'm not going to tell you his name, but he was sitting there next to me. And uh, he looked at me while we are dissecting frog, and he said, I got a problem. I said, okay. You need me to cut his legs off. You need me to, like, get to his heart. What do you need me to do? My knife's sharper than your knife. You need a laser. What do you need? And uh, I didn't know if they had lasers back then. And so well, we're, we're talking, and he said this. Yeah, just came out and blurted it out, like right there on the front row between he and I. He goes, I, I think I got my girlfriend pregnant last night, and I don't know what to do. And you're the only one I think I can talk to about it. Okay, anyways, back to dissecting the frog. You know, I, I didn't know what to do. What am I supposed to say? Uh, go to the doctor? I mean, call the pastor, man. I'm just, I hang out in the youth group. The, uh, but he said, Man, I, ju- I, I really need you to pray that my girlfriend's not pregnant. I'm like, so you, pray, you want me to pray that a baby dies? I mean, I don't understand this. How do you pray murder? And uh, you know, I'm, I'm just in your shoes. Listen, it wasn't like I was a super spiritual kid and had all the answers. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. But you know what? He thought I did. You know why he thought I did? Because I screwed up just like you screw up all the time. But you know what? I was trying my hardest to make God known through my life. I told another story about a young man. His name was Alan. Alan came to me in the locker room. We're, we're goofing off. You guys know. I play basketball all through high school. And uh, you guys know what you do in the locker room. Guys are just dumb in the locker room half the time. And uh, we get these real serious faces, too. And most of you got your iPods on now. We had Walkmans back then. And uh, y'all don't even know what those are, probably. But, but we'll have, like, this big old track deal we carry around with us. And we're, like, listening to these big old headphones. And uh are carrying big they called them like boom boxes or something. And uh, so we have all that stuff going around. We're sitting there serious face on. We listen to our rap music. You guys know, y'all still do that today. You just got your iPods. And uh, trying to get real serious and get in the mood, get ready to go out there and play some ball. You're just acting the fool. You know, you got those guys in the locker room. They got the jump ropes, and they're just jumping and just ah, doing push-ups, trying to get their muscles big so when they run out and they look good. And yeah, yeah, Many of you know what I'm talking about, you guys especially. You exactly know what I'm talking about. Well, we're, we're hanging out in the locker room. While we're hanging, this young man walked up to me. His name was Alan. And Alan said, Brian, I think I need to give my life to Christ. I said, man, we're about to play basketball. Can we do this later? And uh, I, I mean, literally, it's my senior year. I was a senior then. And I didn't know what he wanted. I, I, I didn't have the slightest idea how to lead somebody in a prayer to accept Jesus. And he said, man, I think I need to get saved. And you're the only one I know I can come to. So, okay, well, let's pray. And I was like, God, save me. Pray that after me. God, save me. Hot man, woo! High five. And we went out and played ball. And the dude gave us out to Christ, got plugged in the church. I didn't know what to say just like you didn't know what to say. The bottom line is this. I wanted to make God known. I wanted to make him known. Are you making God known on your campus? Wednesday night's a great opportunity. Because you know what? You can invite a friend. It doesn't mean that your life, you don't mess up all the time. Listen, we all mess up all the time. We're all sinners saved by grace. It's the grace of God. But are you making God known? Wednesday night, you should have friends here with you. Every one of you should be here. All 300 or however many of you there are should be here. And then on top of that, you ought to have a friend here with you Wednesday night. You know why? Because you're just trying to make God know. You just want to make him know. What a better deal, students, to know God and to make him known. Tyler, let me just ask you to come up just a minute. I'm going to tell you a quick story about a young man that I know that made God known, and then then we're done. There's a young man. I'm going to kind of shorten this story a little bit. There's a young man. His name's Antoine Edwards. Antoine went to Washtenaw Baptist University where I went. Antoine was, uh, he played football. Uh, I forget his position he played. The, uh, he was roommates with one of my best friends, so I grew to be very, very good friends with him. Antoine, when he was in high school, he saw a young man walk by him on his high school campus that had 666 carved in his head. And, uh, and Antoine looked at this guy and he thought, man, if that guy can give that much credit to the enemy and to the devil, I want to do it for God. And so he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write in the back of my head and I'm going to keep it for the rest of my life Jesus. And I'm going to wear it in my hair. Okay. And so he began to pray. It's a true story. I wish I had a picture of it. He began to pray, God, give me the power to carve it myself. And he got mirrors and he got these really sharp razors. And I let him cut my hair one time and I like left bleeding. And, uh, and, and he carved Jesus in the back of his head. And he walked through his high school. And you know what? His mission was to make God known. He wanted to know God and he wanted to make Him known. He came to college. Man, this dude had one of the biggest smiles you've ever seen in your life. And like the whitest teeth. And, uh, and, and he, he, was, he was a black guy. And, uh, and so it's just huge grin, man. It's, dude's the coolest guy on the planet. Huge, ripped. I mean, it's just a big old boy. But his whole mission in life was to know God and to make Him known. Carving Jesus in the back of his head every week. He'd be sure it was real clear. It was huge. You couldn't miss it. He had a big old head. I mean, you couldn't miss it. Jesus. He went over across the street. Washtaw's a private school, public schools across the street named Henderson State University. It's in Arkansas. Right across the street from Washita Baptist. He was doing a lot of a lot of ministry over there at Henderson, watching people give their life to Christ. he did this big deal over Easter weekend, big deal with student mobilization. And they went over there, went in hundreds of teenage, or hundreds of college students to Christ. Hundred after hundreds of them, giving their life to Christ. Just them going around door to door, doing this big event. Antoine walking around with Jesus on the back of his head. He wanted to make God known that night they go out on the lake, a, a lake called Lake de Grey. Lake de Grey is right around Arkadelphia, Arkansas, where it's from a huge lake, beautiful lake. They go out on this lake, they want to celebrate. God goes with a guitar and they're just picking out on this island. Man, they're just worshiping God and they're giving God all the glory and all the credit for what happened that day. And they're praising him and they're just saying, man, God, it was all about you and then the six guys, they had just a little boat so they t- had to take trips three. They took two trips with three people. One group came and they went back to shore. They went back. Antoine Antoine was on the second trip. Gets in the boat with a guy named Mark Powell Freeman. Mark uh, also was an athlete for Washington since then graduated. He was a leader of student mobilization. Incredible man of God. Incredible man of God. They're in the boat and as they're in the boat, strong winds started to pick up as they were going from one side to the other. None of them had life jackets and Antoine couldn't swim. Water began to come over the front of the boat and Antoine freaked out because he couldn't swim. When he freaked out, he ran to the back of the boat and there's a little boat, so the boat turned over. When the boat turned over, Antoine began to flap his arms. Pal Freeman, I mean, when he shares this story, it's I mean, it's heart-wrenching. But but he said he began to flap his arms saying, Save me! And then he started saying one word. And he just started saying Jesus, just started screaming, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And began to go under and he'd come back up, just a drowning victim, yelling, Jesus, just begging for Jesus. Paul Freeman went and grabbed him. Two incredibly muscled up young men, they began to go straight to the bottom like rocks. Paul Freeman describes it this way. He said he had to hold his breath until Antoine died because there's no way he could get him back to the top. No way. And he said he'll never forget the moment that he had to hold him and push him off and fight to make it back to the top of the water so he himself would not die. Antoine, why would God ever take a man like that? He walked around with a whole mission to know God and to make Him known. Hundreds gave their life to Christ because of Him, but you know what? His life did not end in that water that day. His life is still being told. I just communicated it to all of you. You know why? Because he's still making God known. At his funeral you would not imagine the people that came to his funeral the atheists that were there, the pagans that were there, I mean it was all kinds of people uh, you would, I mean you just would have, you would have known where you were when you were at his funeral over a thousand individuals drove all the way down to the heart of Texas from all over the place to be at his funeral you know why? because he left a mark, his mark was to know God and to make God known, as a result The few hundred more at his funeral gave their life to Christ. This man wanted to know God and make Him known, and he succeeded. He had to give his life to succeed, and he didn't know that day he'd have to give his life. He should have had on a life jacket. So maybe his cause of death could have been prolonged if he just would have been smart. But you know what? He gave his life, and as a result, hundreds of others have done the same. Because he knew God and he wanted to make God known. Students, as a youth ministry, as 210 student ministries, listen, Habakkuk 1.5, belong, believe, become. It is our vision to know God and to make Him known. To elevate our God to a level that we have never seen. To watch God do something bigger than we could ever imagine. For us to look and for you to look and for you to be sitting in your home group here starting January 16th and to say, man, I am utterly amazed at God. And your jaw to be dropped And just be like, wow. I didn't know God could do that here. I didn't know God could have that kind of freedom. I didn't know that we could get that kind of excitement about God. Why would it happen? Because you're out there knowing God and making Him known. That's what Wednesday nights are like when we do these Wednesday nights this week. It's to make God known. This community is not ready for this youth ministry. That's what we're about. Belief. Believing what God's plan is for your life, which is to know God and to make Him known. Here's how we're going to end today. I want you to gather around your table. If you have an adult, the adult can lead. If you don't have an adult, one of you, step in as leaders. I want you to have just a moment. do doesn't have to be very long. I want you to pray together. Here's what I want you to pray. As student, man, I, the students are going to cry out to God today. We're going to cry out. This high school ministry is going to cry out to God for this youth ministry. We're going to cry out to God and ask God that we know Him and we make Him known in this community. Starts this week. You, you ought to pray. You might know somebody who needs to meet God and maybe he needs to be here Wednesday night. We need to know God and make Him known. I want you to pray that way around your table. So right now, y'all gather around your tables. You pray. And then as you're done praying, you're dismissed. So as you're done praying, you're dismissed. You get up and you leave quietly. Be sure everybody's done praying before we get too loud. But when you're done praying, you're dismissed.